Thanks for tuning in today. I have kind of a special podcast today. Cole Dunaway is one of our members and he interviewed me last week for a school project. He actually recorded it on his iPhone so that he could refer back to it as he was putting his paper together. And right at the end of the recording, right at the end of the interview, I actually told him, I said, man, this would make a great podcast. Could you send it over to me? So he sent it over to me. This is just kind of a very impromptu interview. I coached the eight o'clock. Me and him met right afterwards at nine o'clock and it's 20 minutes. Uh, but he, you know, asked me some questions about the gym. He asked me some questions um, about several things related to the gym. And I just thought for this week, you guys might be interested in hearing my answers. And so I want to thank Cole for, first of all, for thinking of me to do the interview. And I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, the first one, uh, what common characteristics do you see in fellow professionals you interact with? Different uh, like line within, of work or same? Within this CrossFit, line of work? Yes. Um, we're, we're typically all doing it because we love it. It's probably, you know, I had a meeting two weeks ago with like two guys that own gyms, one in Austin, one in Dallas, really big gyms. Yeah. And I would say like for us, you know, we've all been doing it over 10 years. Um, and the only thing that keeps us coming back is that it's more than a job, right? You know, so that's probably a big common characteristic. Um, another thing is they, they, you know, at least the ones that I interact with, they're living it, which I guess kind of piggybacks that whole idea of like doing it because they love it. If you love it, you're doing it, you know, um, most people that it's not like a true passion. They fizzle out, you know, they right. won't stick with it for the long yeah, Especially for that long. Yep. Okay. Number two, if you were hiring someone, what qualifications and qualities would you look for? I'm huge on character and more than anything, humility. Yeah. So like to me, character is, I can't teach somebody to have character. Right. I can't teach somebody to be humble. And right. so, yeah, you um, can tell someone to go get the certification, but Oh, can't teach their character. And for me, that's often not that important. Right. You know, because anybody can go get a CrossFit certification exactly. or personal training certification. Right. Um, but I can't, you know, I can't teach you how to be a good person. Right. Okay. Number three, how is muscle endurance used in your field? In terms of like in workouts yes. or, yes. man, so for CrossFit, uh, you know, <laughs> muscle endurance is pretty much like today's workout was all muscle endurance yeah so it's uh it's not just about strength and power those things are important but you know we typically ask people to do volume so that's kind of how they use muscle endurance right um it's uh it's almost a part of every single day's workout of the day through the form of strength training for higher reps with uh, gymnastics movements and cardiovascular endurance so it's because it's all encompassing it pretty much means that we're going to do that every every time you come right okay number four what is your core goal core goal within your profession right now core goal right now and you know okay so the core goal i guess could also be the purpose but is um, building better people. Now that's like the core goal, but I think there's always supportive goals, right? So like right, right now, the uh, as we're transitioning towards the new year, and as my business is constantly evolving, 
um, a core goal is getting people in the door who typically wouldn't walk in. So, right. you know, with that overriding purpose of building better people, we kind of like the group that you had last night. Exactly. So, if if we believe that exercise helps make people become better versions of themselves. You know, a core goal right now is really reaching out to those people that are kind of lost, right? Yeah. They don't know what to do. They have been sitting on the couch for a long time and they typically wouldn't come here. So right. creating structure, creating programs, creating space and environments for them to feel safe and come in. So that's a big core goal. Okay, number five. What is the optimal setting to set your members up for success? Community. Um, this place would not be what it is if it was basically people showing up, just working out by workout. themselves. Yeah. You know, um, the, even just having the a trainer isn't always going to ensure the success that a community would ensure. So, I would say right now, just coming in and it feeling like more than just a gym. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what CrossFit is. Yep. You know? Yep. Okay. Six. Uh, what training have you had uh, to qualify you for uh, your specific job? Yeah, so I did. So I got a degree from A and M in sport management. Um, I got a minor in business. Did you really sport mm-hmm. management? Mm-hmm. Cool. I uh, got a personal trainer certification from Cooper Institute, CrossFit Level One, CrossFit Level Two. Uh, a lot of nutrition and kind of what I'll call specialty certifications: Olympic weightlifting. Um, programming and I think the mo- the thing that qualifies me the most is my experience because it's not so much those degrees and it's not so much those certificates it is like I told this group last night I said when you guys start tomorrow they started this morning with me when you guys start tomorrow morning you know I, I no matter what injuries you have pain you have back shoulders I mean just let me know because chances are I've actually worked with somebody with a similar injury and and that's what where I learned exactly. you know I learned from having people that hurt themselves or I hurt myself or things how to deal with it that's how I learned so the experience 15 years of personal training is probably the the thing that makes me most qualified definitely okay number 7 how big is leadership in your profession i think it's everything um i think i had to learn that the hard way so like when i started well as a personal trainer for three years before I actually hired an employee, you don't really, and I was 21. I had, you haven't, I mean, probably you do, but I didn't have any idea. I don't know if I've ever, I've heard of leadership, but it was more of like a core strength. Like it meant nothing. Like it was a buzzword. It was a title. It was something that, you know, that just, it's like a, it's like before you understand what a CEO really means and what, it's a title. So right. like leadership was nothing before that. And then through me having poor leadership, I truly understood what leadership meant and reading a lot of books about it. Yeah. And again, kind of like the experience with personal training, you know, you make a lot of mistakes, which then makes you become a better leader. That's right. also applicable to marriage. I mean, like same thing, I'm February, I've been married 10 years and it was through making a lot of mistakes that I am now learning what it means to lead my wife. Right. And so, um, but I think leadership is, is what attracts people to working for you. What attracts people to you, period. It's like nobody wants to be a part of something that isn't led properly. And so, um, one of the guy that uh, I've learned a lot of great things from 
His name is Dave Ramsey. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah. He does a lot of leadership stuff, and he says financial, uh, financial yeah, financial stuff, related, right? but business related. He does on trade leadership, and he says that people will literally work for you until they are not feeling like you're leading them, and then they'll go find somebody else to lead them. Right. And so, you know, part of my job is to constantly be growing, constantly be leading, constantly be the example, so that the people that work for me continue to be inspired around me, continue right. to be growing around me, continue to be um, wanting to pursue and, and grow, and same with the, the customers, you know? Right. And so that's a big deal. Okay. All right, number eight. Besides from fitness and functional assessment, what is your goal as owner of College Station CrossFit? So besides just the fitness part. Yeah, so I think, you know, it, again, kind of a constantly, like the overriding message is building better people, right. but to not give that simple answer. Um, you know, in 2005, right, when I had no idea that I was going to be doing this for 13 more years or right. beyond, um, the goal was just like take care of the people that I had, right, 22 clients, and provide them the absolute best service. And, and then in 2008, when I started to kind of really understand that this was a business, it was you know, it was a lot more about relationships. It was still wanting to provide a good service, right? But like, man, I, having healthy relationships for me is everything. So like, enjoying the people that I work with, enjoying the people that um, that I'm doing life with. Right. And then 2011, 12, it kind of became more about growth. Like I wanted to grow a business. And right. you know, I kind of got like really, I think big eyed, right? Like kind of like, I want to conquer the world, you know, I opened a second location and, you know, I started thinking about multiple locations and opened another business. And then like in 2015, 16, it was like, no, you know what? Like I want to be content right where I'm at and right. know that if, if we didn't have multiple locations, if we didn't grow by one bit, that, you would still be happy. that I'd still be happy. Right. So um, and then kind of <laughs> in the last probably like six to eight months, it's been like, okay, now I feel like I, I do want to grow the gym, but there's like this, um, there is a contentment alongside that. So it, it's like the best way to express it is I want to be content, but not complacent. Right. In other words, you know, to me, I don't want to just sit here and be like, okay, we're fine where we are because if I'm not growing, I'm dying. Right. Not just as a business, but as a person. So, um, so for me at this state is how can we touch as many lives as possible, period, you know? And so I believe that this is a calling more than a job. Like right. I believe that this is something that the Lord has truly placed in my life. I, I tell people all the time, like the first 18 years of my life, I was the most unhealthy person that you could imagine. And the last 18 years, which is I'm 36, the last 18 years of my life has been all about me growing into the healthiest person I could be. Right. So when I'm over here, like standing in front of you, leading a class or talking about nutrition, or I'm the last person that should be doing that, right? And that is totally why I believe the Lord made me the way He did in the first 18 years, is so right. I could have a testimony An to help. Yes, that testimony for right. sure. Okay. Uh, number nine. What would you specifically call your career? Um. So that's a great question because. I probably haven't ever thought it through, but I have kind of mildly, like, I always introduce myself as a personal trainer. Okay. But I also recognize that I'm way more than a personal trainer. Right. Because there's a lot of personal trainers out there um, that don't get it. 
And personal trainers don't have a business as big as this. Right. And yeah, so I guess I, I, I'm technically a business owner, but at the same time, I still feel like I'm a trainer, right? right. Like I don't want to, I don't really ever want to not be doing training. Right. So, um, and I don't ever want to think that I'm more than that because truly that's what I am. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, but I believe that what makes me different from everyone else is that I speak life into people. Yeah. You know, that I... I believe in this more than just fitness. In other words, I believe to a conviction that people working out genuinely, authentically makes them better people. Yeah. That this is the conduit, right, to a better life. And that the people that are living unhealthy and out of shape are actually living in a state that is... I don't want to make it sound like so awful, but, but they're, they're in darkness, right? Yeah. Like it's almost it like, and I, I don't ever want to make fitness out to be the gospel because the gospel right. is not fitness, right? right? But to me, it is a great, beautiful imagery of it, right? right. Like when you're f- out of shape and overweight, you're lost, right? Right. And when you're, now you can be fit and lost, right? So again, I don't want to, but, but somebody who understands that type of verbiage can understand and appreciate the, the parallel. Right. And so, um, but I do believe that there's new life when you become fit. Yeah. Um, and you were saying, uh, you're saying building better people is like finding like the lost and that correlates with like Luke nineteen ten in the Bible. It says the Lord's come to find and restore the lost, which is like totally. the same thing. So. And, and it's like, I am the, uh, Paul of fitness. Yeah. You know, and so, and I believe that, you know, and, and I'm not the only one, right? There's a right. ton of them out there, Definitely. but, um, but you know, in, in Christ, like the spirit lives in all of us, right? So I believe right. wholeheartedly, like when I'm doing private training or when I'm having conversations, like the Lord is using me to speak into people, he uses fitness simply to give me a position of influence, right? Cause when I, when I'm in a position of influence, now you want to hear what I have to say. Right. And so, and then he can speak through me simply because he lives in me, you know, I'm in his word and, you know, so there's a right. lot of opportunities that I have simply because of what, the position he's putting right. me in. And I don't take that lightly. I, I, it's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a calling. Right. Right. Okay. Number 10, three more. How do you determine what equipment to buy? Um, so in the beginning it was like, I remember when I first outfitted my gym. So I, from 2005 to 2008, I was in a gym. So I was at the Agony Fitness Dome. So I basically, the gym is outfitted already. Right. 2008, I actually opened my own studio. I just got my CrossFit level one. Was that here? Was this the first location? No, it was across the street. Oh, really? So it was a little bit smaller. Um, and I, a lot of stuff we have, I still bought at that time, but I outfitted it based on like the types of workouts that, you know, at that time I had five years of experience. So I trained, I trained a small studio, private studio and a gym. So I kind of knew, and I got CrossFit kind of starting to go through my brain. Today I determine it based on like wants and needs, right? Like right now the ropes are about to fall apart. So we need new ropes, right? Um, would I like to buy a bunch of other stuff? For sure, but I have to be wise right. and have to make sure that we're not just spending frivolously, which is very easy to do. So, is right, there like a specific budget? Like, would you, or, or would you pick a certain type of rope over another? Does that yeah, factor into it? Yeah, I, I think you know, like there's reliable, or is uh, it mainly like price? No, no, no. It's not. It's not really price. I would say that there's very reliable. Um, there's very reliable companies 
and outlets for that. So like Rogue, everybody right. knows Rogue. So it's a really reliable uh, company that sells a lot of the stuff. Right. They don't always make it. They happen to make a lot of stuff, but they also sell other retailers. Right, right. Um, yeah, but it's, it's I, I don't want to say it's never priced because there's sometimes that, yeah, you, you live and learn, you know. I've bought sure. a bunch of barbells for what I thought was a great price. Only to find out that, man, I wish I would have spent the extra 80 bucks on each one right. and had a better quality barbell. Yeah. But when you're buying 40, right, or you're buying 20 or yeah, something, it you, yeah, it does. And so, um, but I think for me, at the state that I am in terms of like, I've been in business 13 years, um, I bought enough cheap stuff to know that that's not always the, right. the best approach. But at the same time, I'm always looking for a deal. Right. Because you can't just like, I think, you know, like when you're spending somebody else's money, it's easy to buy whatever you want, you know? Exactly. And so it's kind of like, you know, sometimes if, and you know, my dad paid for my college, right? So I'm super grateful. Right. But I also had to pay for my gas and I had to pay for some things on my own. Um, but there's people that don't have to pay for anything on their own. Right. So when they're spending somebody else's money, it's super easy, it's easy and they're buying the nicest stuff. But when you got to spend your own, and now as a business owner, like I'm every penny I'm spending hard earned money. Right. right. So it's like you, you have to look for deals. Yeah. Um, you can't just spend frivolously. Your business won't allow that. I don't care right. what you do for a living. Cause then you'll burn everything. Right. Okay. What is most important, physical, emotional, or social health in your opinion? Ooh. I had to pick one, man. That that is like almost not even a fair question. <laughs> uh, there's three very very important things. Um, it's almost like the question of what's more important, exercise or nutrition. It's like yeah. it, it's it's a you know, or it's almost like you know, who is the uh, like in the marriage, like who is it a 50, 50? No, it's 100% him, 100% her. You right. know, it's 100% nutrition, 100% um, exercise. But so it can, it could be a hundred percent physical, emotional and social. I mean, yes. That's, that's the answer. Yeah, for sure. It's a hundred percent physical, a hundred percent social, hundred percent emotional. Um, one leads the other, right? So like, again, going back to like the physical part is, what we're doing in here like physically like you need that but at right. the same time socially man like when you're doing it with other people um, it's a huge difference it's a huge difference yourself. and then emotionally man we're we're we want to have this uh conviction of why we're doing it so there has to be some purpose and so when they're all three working in all cylinders then you're probably getting the best results right. and crossfit so emotionally taxing too it can be yes so you have to be mentally prepared and yeah. strong to yep do it um okay last one is reassurance to your members a big part of your job reassurance of like 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 if like in my case when i'm my back's hurting you coming over and making sure I'm alright and stuff like that. Is that like a, that's a huge oh, part? Oh yeah, man. We want everyone to feel like we care deeply because we do. Right. And we want to, we want to constantly reassure them that we are doing the very best we know to do. Um, and not doesn't just go by our standards, but that goes by the standards of what 
the business world says, by what the CrossFit world says, by what the Lord says, you know, like, you know, I would consider myself somebody who has very high expectations of people. Um, And I don't want to make that sound like I expect everyone to be a fit when they get here because that's not at all my heart. But what I, when I say that is like, if you work for me, man, I have incredibly high expectations of you and my employees will tell you that I'm a very like loving, caring person, but I, I definitely have high expectations. But I share that because that means I have even higher expectations of myself. Right. And so I, I am um, somebody who wants to run and operate the absolute most professional uh, business, most relational business, most caring business. It's all a part of my DNA and who I am. And so part of that is to reassure you that you know that you know if I'm asking others to give 100%, like you better believe I'm giving 110%. You know, if I'm asking my employees to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, I'm actually getting up at three o'clock in the morning. You know, I am the person that is um, going to give everything that I have to everything that I do in my marriage, as a father, and that goes for the business as well. So I want to constantly reassure you, whether that's through a podcast, whether that's through coming to check on you, and that's whether that's kicking off a new program, whether that's through a meeting with a client or a trainer one-on-one, you know. So there's a lot of that that I definitely am purposefully doing in order to reassure members that they're at the right place. For sure. All right, awesome, Charlie. That's all I needed. Sweet. Man, I, uh, I might make a podcast out of that. Yeah? Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.